Yeah, we're we're good to go, Stephen. We're, we're I live. have been waiting for you. <laughs> you just you're supposed to be like you're supposed I told to give me you the we cue. were live. Welcome <laughs> to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, everybody, to episode 116 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest running. Welcome. Let's see. I guess we should have <laughs> talked about this before we started. What? I mean, we tried. We tried. You wouldn't listen. Mike and I tried to talk to you about we, this. But we you did. Welcome but to we episode one hundred anthem podcast on the internet, and and we'll just be changing a little bit to what cool. we do. We won't be focusing on anthem one hundred percent like we were doing before. Um, we know that currently anthem one is currently on maintenance. Some people call it life support. Some people call it whatever. But hey, I'm happy for new players that have not been able to get the seasonal content or all the seasonal items that we all worked hard for. To get, they'll be able to get those, and I'm sure that'll be awesome for them. So, um, first off, I would like to thank Lupo for being back. Seems like Lupo is just a regular on the show. Maybe we'll have him back forever. I don't know. Maybe. I haven't asked him <laughs> yet. So I don't this have is time awkward. for that, you guys. I don't have time for that every episode with he's, you. He's three hours ahead of us, so he's he's a... We appreciate it him being on. It, it is late. It, pretty soon it's going to be early. So Whatever, Lupo. So you're we, appreciate, we appreciate him being on. It's fun to always, it's always fun to talk to Lupo. Your streaming schedule is like takes you up to late hours every day. I'm, I don't know how you do it. Is it just at, at this point your body is just used to like sleeping in until yeah. 5 o'clock? Yep. And you're like, I don't I don't sleep in at all. I wake up every day at like 7.30. So I'm up till 1, 2 o'clock, oh, wake up at nice. 7.30. Had it like had it. Okay. That's that a steady, steady regiment of Red Bull. No, I only coffee, man. Only coffee. Pop rocks, pop and rocks, and some other things we can't say on the air. Cotton candy. Rusted. Thanks for hanging out with us in chat. So this is episode one sixteen. We're here to talk about. We'll, we'll talk about a little bit, a couple of anthem things, and then a lot of other stuff that we've been excited for. A lot of announcements going on with, despite the coronavirus making everyone leave all the all the uh, shows that they're going to. We still have a lot to talk about. But first off, Devin. Your kids are seeing glowing bugs in the middle of the night in your house. Like, is that something that's happening? Uh, That was a good time. No, my son woke me up at like three in the morning, and he's like, "There's there's a bug on my wall. It's glowing." It's like, what are you talking about? So I go in there, and all it is is because the walls are textured, and it was just a reflection from the Christmas lights in his room on a textured part of the wall. That's awesome. He just wasn't looking close enough. And you, He's like, it's right there. Awesome. See it? He's like, that's the wall. You you still have oh. Christmas lights up? Yeah, they like Christmas lights. So instead of having a nightlight, that's their that's their nightlight. So I like it. Yeah, don't I, judge. I just assumed cool. it was like a quest item. You know, quest items in every video game glow. So it's like, oh, you're supposed to collect this many bugs. Get it. So, <laughs> So, real That's quick, funny. we are actually sponsored by Laughly. And, Devin, you're going to hit us up with this Laughly ad read so we can, uh, hopefully, more people that are working out can get the sweet Laughly merch. Laughly? You want me to talk about Laughly? All right. I, I kind of do. I, do I mean, you can. Yeah. So, Unless so you don't want document. to, then you don't have to. All right. 
So I have it right here. So Laflete is a new clothing brand for athletes with a sense of humor. That's me. I'm obviously an athlete, as yeah. you can tell. Uh, yeah. I am a strong man, so we got to eat a lot of food. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I skipped the workouts. That's the problem. I think that's, that that's is a big problem. problem. <laughs> Eating a lot of food but not working out. I think that's important. <laughs> that's <problem. laughs> um, so it says, whether you're a lifelong gym rat, obviously not me, uh, or you're just starting the New Year's resolution to get healthy, Laughlete wants you uh, to support your sense of humor whenever and wherever you exercise. Head on over to Laughlete.com and check out dozens of hilarious designs like their Ben Swallow t-shirt or their Kerm Ripped the Frog tank top. Uh, Stephen, what shirt do you have? It's the uh, Kerm Ripped the Frog tank top. I see, I see. It's very soft and have? very smooth. Mike doesn't have any shirts. I, I don't have any either. Somehow Stephen ends up with all the loot. Uh, that, <laughs> huh, that is weird. It might have been because I bought it. That might have oh, been why I ended nice. up with it. Okay, but. I see. Good good idea. All right, so all of their shirts and tanks have been custom fit and are made from the softest high-quality cotton poly fabric. Never pay for another scratchy unisex shirt that fits like it was made for a box. Because none of us look like a box. You know, so. uh, let's see here. T-shirts and tanks start out at just $19, and they ship directly to your door. Laughly, oh, bug trying to eat me. Uh, <laughs> is offering our listeners twenty percent uh, off their first purchase on anything from Laughly.com. Just use the promo code Freelancer at checkout to get twenty percent off your first purchase. Again, that's Laughly.com. L A U G H L E T E dot com. Laughly.com. Yeah, so everyone head over there. Com. Use the promo code. Get twenty percent off and go get to run. I think in our Discord, a lot of our community members have been participating in our freelancer fitness challenge. I've been doing that. I've finally been getting back out on a regular routine and running. Um, that's been helping me a lot. I actually feel a lot better about myself. I just need to keep it up and hopefully, you know, hopefully it's always easy for me when something happens, like you get sick or you have to go away for work that you just kind of lose all that momentum. So keep the momentum going. So, yeah. Lupa, what do you do to work out? I mean, you've got you've got a screen, streaming schedule. You've got kids. How does someone I, stay I don't. Fit? I, I work. I work. You know, I have a physical, pretty physical job. So that's my uh, the extent of my working out. But I, I die. I diet pretty extensively. Not like nothing crazy. Like I don't like do any sort of particular diet plan. But um, I realized I was spending a lot of time sitting down. So I was like, you know what? I have to really focus on this and not eat chips and garbage all the time so i i eat salad and smart things you know so that's what i do i like it very cool man i i lost i lost 70 pounds last year that was pretty holy cool. cow oh my gosh congratulations dude yeah just dieting oh my gosh we need to so talk you're saying later i should drink water instead of soda is that what you're saying yeah <laughs> yeah and coffee right. Well, I don't drink coffee so i mean you can do the you can do the diet sodas devin no sugar no caffeine yeah. They're not disgusting. Diet Dr. Pepper, not sponsoring the podcast, but Diet Dr. Pepper is drinkable without wanting to, you know, it's, yeah, anyway. All right. So I I, I was like, I personally hit a market. I was like, never thought I'd see in my life. And I was like, you know what? I got to make a change. So that just kind of forced a new thing. Hey, it's been working ever since. I mean, that's that's 70 pounds just by dieting. Usually you're like, oh, you got to be in the gym four times a day to to lose that kind of weight. So. 
I will do it. I'm going to get down there and I'm going to win our competition and I'm going to win me a new Laughly shirt. So, all right, guys, um, we're here to talk about a couple things. First off, we're going to talk about the anthem news that we got. For uh, so we got three different communications on the 25th. Um, we didn't get anything on the 22nd, which was the actual anniversary of the game. Um, a couple of the developers tweeted out, hey, um, congratulations, happy birthday to Anthem. The official Anthem Twitter did not. Um, I wasn't really expecting it to. I, I mean, I wish it did because it's an anniversary for a game. I don't know how you let an anniversary like that just kind of go by, especially with all the other anniversaries Bioware does for all of its other games. It seemed very odd to me that they would just not say anything. I mean, really... Anyway, so we'll talk about the thing that they eventually did say. But first of all, we'll go in order of things that happened. So Ice Tide is coming to an end. So the long, which felt like 27 weeks of Ice Tide is finally done. And that ended on the 25th. And one of the little notes that they put out in there... I mean, you can go read the whole thing, but I don't think it's really necessary to read through the whole cortex. They just say, hey, this happened, it's over, and here we go. But the thing that they did say that has value for us to talk about is this. They say, from here on out, we're going to be a bit quieter, which in itself is kind of a funny sentence to me. Um, (laughs) Though, during the post-Ice Tide period... We'll still be around and we'll provide community cortexes and the like when appropriate. But we're otherwise going to be heads down and working hard towards the future. And this is something that, you know, they, they haven't been talking to us at all outside of the community cortexes. And the community cortexes were really only a way to deliver what the next stronghold was going to be, what the next inversion was going to be, and who won that week, right? Other than that, there wasn't information that, I mean, they never talked about bug fixes. They never talked about things they're looking at. They never talked about, you know, any updates that they're going to do. It was just, this is what's coming next week. This is who won. And here's the inversion. I mean, that's how I read it. I don't know if you guys were ever super in tune or super excited about the Cortexes that came out, but they just seemed very utility and... You know, this is what we got to do. This is the minimum that we have to do to get by. Is that just me, or did you guys feel the same way, or did you really enjoy the Cortexes? Um, so it's not just you. That, I mean, that's what they were. They were just utilitarian, and and it very much was, you know, small steps. Not not small steps, but but the bare minimum of what of what we thought of what they thought that needed to get out. This is what this is. Here you go. Like, like that's what they were. I mean, did they need to be more than that, Lupo? Um, no, I don't think so, but, uh, it would have been nice if there were, I mean, early on they did do the bug fix things, you know, if there was something, um, important to communicate, like, you know, this is, this is something we're, we're looking at right now. Uh, but I think that's really more for the cataclysm. Like, I don't think they did that for, um, season skulls or ice tide. It was just really more for, cause there's just a lot of problems with the cataclysm. Yeah. I mean, I guess they did talk about the bugs that were happening with the swarm tyrant stronghold and why i mean they just said that hey it's not working and we're gonna have to put it on the back and the the tracking and all that kind of stuff like the the score track um milestone tracking and stuff like that that's true that just feels like so long ago because that was like week one of week 27 or something that we had so it feels like it was a really long time ago so yeah, so that was the that was the end of Ice Tights, and hey, we'll see you later. We're going to start focusing. We're going to keep focusing on T two and you're not going to hear much, which is fine. I mean, 
Uh, more power to the people that are going to be grinding out the cataclysm and the strongholds. Um, good luck to you all. I will not be. I will not be doing that with you. I can't do it again. So then, also on the twenty fifth, we received an anniversary update from the team. Devin, do you want to, or Mike, do you want to read through the anniversary gift um, communication <laughs> that we received? You can just do, you can just do the highlights. You don't have to do like the the Q and A that they had at the end unless you want to. Of course. <clears throat> <laughs> it's time to celebrate a full year of adventure, combat, and exploration in the beautiful but dangerous world of Anthem. We'd like to thank all the brave freelancers who dare to journey beyond the walls and face a myriad of dangers, from the Monitor to the Gravity King. You suited up and joined the fight, selflessly protecting the people of Bastion. Courage like yours deserves a reward. That's why, from now through March 24th, 2020, you will be able to claim four exclusive empowered vinyls, one for each javelin type. In addition, we're including a brand new material, painted metallic flake. All five are yours starting today. No unlocks necessary. So I was able to jump in and actually take a look at this. When I first saw it in my forge, I'm like, ooh, how did I get this? Did I complete something? Because I didn't read the message before. But now this is making a lot of sense on why I have all this stuff. And you didn't have to go to your rewards to redeem it. It was just there. It was just there. It was just in the forge okay. ready to go. So I equipped so it. I didn't and... even look in the forge. I was trying to redeem it from somewhere. That's nice. why I was like, I can't find this anywhere. Where is it? So yeah, so that's in the forge. The painted metal metallic flake is in the forge. It's fun to play with. It's a, it's a neat. Um, obviously, I play ranger. And so the one for the ranger is cool. It makes him look all gold. Um, so I tried, you know, building a kind of like a gold, um, paint scheme around that. And it's fun to do. It's cool. It's cool looking. Um, it has some neat things. And so go and claim them. They're fun ways to, like Steve says, likes to say to, um, paint your digital doll and, you know, play with it, have fun. They're cool. It's something, right? Like it's something silver lining. Yeah. Right, Steve? I, th- I think it's good. Steven's had step away for a second. Um, Oh, you're seeing the Baldur's Gate trailer behind him. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 trailer, in case you're wondering what that uh, is. Something really gross is about to happen in this uh, trailer. It's <laughs> continuously playing if yeah. you're watching live stream. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was good. I think uh, at least it was something fun for people, you know. Um, would I like a wooden javelin skin? Absolutely. But uh, like an maybe, actual, yeah. Maybe right. 2.0. You never know. <laughs> well, I'm going to hold out, hold out hope. We're not holding our breath, but, you know, and Devin, now that you know why you got it and where to get it, you can play with it and equip it on some of your stuff, right? And then there, I believe there's also, they're also asking us to um, deck out our our javelins in those vinyls and then take pictures and post them on the page, so, So, on the the Anthem Twitter, so, if you feel like it, go for it. Um, I, so first off. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, so. um like cool thanks um appreciate it um i guess i guess i've always like never liked raps anyway so for it to be like a rap i'm like (laughs) all right cool thanks like i'll take the i'll take the material over anything because if you want us to show off your glittering new anniversary wraps like most of your javelins are going to look the same because the wraps are all the same you can't change much because it's a wrap so 
I don't know. I Maybe it's because I just have a lot of baggage when it comes to them, like, ignoring the anniversary and then me just, like, not expecting much from the anniversary. Like, cool, I'm glad... I, I'm glad that people will get this if they log in, you know, go enjoy the wraps. Wraps are super expensive in the store, so you can't get a lot of them unless you unlock them. Um, I'm just, I, I am very indifferent and not excited about the anniversary wraps um, that we got. I mean, that's, that's just how I feel. I wish I was more excited. I mean, like Mass Effect we got... We wish you were more excited too. <clears throat> Mass Effect kidding. got four unique suits of armor. I mean, like, the, and this is the game. Like, this is this is Anthem. Like, I get that Mass Effect has a huge following, and it has huge story and huge, you know, like that's a lot of what Bioware is known for is for Mass Effect. So it makes sense for them to do something like that. But you throw that for the Mass Effect anniversary and for like the Anthem anniversary, it's like here's a wrap, guys. I don't know. That just it's not a real big deal. But for some reason, I'm just like okay. Well, see, whatever. I mean, I mean, just just reading between the lines, like we do. <laughs> you know because because that's what we do there's 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 definitely more there's definitely more going on than than what we assume and what we you know it if they're giving us a wrap it's probably the best that they've got and we're gonna take it and we're gonna be grateful because it's cool it's something but i get your point too i mean i guess just i mean no i don't know and i and i totally i totally agree with you like this is this is what they were able to do and I mean, because they haven't been able to, yeah, this is what they were able to do. And this is what it is. And cool. Yeah. I'm excited for everyone that likes to use raps. Lupo, are you a I rap person? I think you need to roll for persuasion. Uh, I, I, I like specific raps. So like, um, we got one in the cataclysm and I use it on my ranger. Um, but it's more like a badge of honor. Right. You know, then than anything else it's like i i did this thing and it it just looked it just looked really well with like what i was working with at the time so it like i put it on and i was like all right this kind of speaks to me right now i'm going to deck out everything else to make it look cohesive but yeah no you're right like some of like so um the 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 beta wraps are are kind of weird the the titan wrap was kind of weird you know so i i get 100 like and then it's just really tough to match or make work you know uh, a lot of asymmetry with some of those wraps were really frustrating, and I, I'm just being nitpicky because we're talking about it. But right. um, I, I would like I would like more consistent, cooler wraps. You know, like I, I license things. I, I don't care. Lice, license some products to get that into the game. Just have fun with it. You know. So one of the things that I think we talked about um, when we were doing our speculations way before, it'd be awesome if Anthem had a Forza style. Um, content community creators piece where people can make their own wraps, you know, mm-hmm. and then put them on for people to to look and download. Very, very much Forza esque. I mean, because you go in to go paint your cars in Forza, and you can pick anything. They give you shapes. They give you they give you some uh, decals that are that are licensed. You know, you can throw a Mountain Dew sticker or whatever on your car. You know, stuff like that. I think would be awesome in Anthem to be able to do because then people can really you know, make something super unique. Cause like you said, if everybody, everybody has this rap, you know, when, when everyone's super, no one will be kind of thing. So, you know, just a thought, just an idea, hopefully 2.0, maybe, you know, yeah, I, I like the idea of having, you know, being able to customize that stuff more, um, especially with the wraps, because the wraps cover most of the time they cover everything. So there's very little customization outside of what 
armor you're actually wearing. All right. So happy right. anniversary to all you Anthem players. Congratulations. Uh, there's still a ton of people coming in and playing the game for the first time because they're finding the game on discount. So they'll have access to a lot of the stuff that we're going to have in patch 1.7.0. All right. So all of this stuff from 1.7.0 is subject to change. Um, so as they say, as we explore content and listen to community feedback, all of this will be subject to change. All right. So they've added challenges. So there's six contents or six concurrent active daily challenges that rotate regularly through these categories. So there's contracts, the legendary contracts, there's world events, you know, where you have to go do like three world events or whatever. They, they added time trials to it. They added strongholds. Oh, strongholds were already there. So they added time trials. That's really the new thing that they added in here. So you still have creature kills. Go kill 500 Scar or whatever. And they've got gameplay style. I'm guessing that's going to be the, um, whether it's Ranger, Colossus, um, Storm, or Interceptor specific stuff. So they added those. And then they also added festive challenges. There will have many holidays that will rotate in. And there will be challenges for those. Now, I'm not sure if this means that there's going to be different holidays. I'm guessing it's going to be the same holidays and those are going to rotate. However, I, I, it, it was very you don't unclear. Think match the holidays well, yeah, going it, on? It, says it'll, it says it'll match the, the calendar. Like, so we can expect, we can, I'm sure we can <clears throat> expect the holidays that existed last year. I don't, so, I don't think we, let's need see. To... So what, so what existed last year? Last year we got a holiday. So none of them, none of them just, lined up for anything. Just Halloween like, and Christmas, right? Halloween and Christmas; those were the only two. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like, that's that's really the only like world cel- like worldly world celebrated. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you, you're not going to throw like Labor Day or Fourth of July, and I and I mean, they did, didn't they have a, a stars and stripe or a stars pattern for? They put that they, in four. They had yes. that for the Fourth of July had, and for and they had a cat, like a, a maple leaf one for. And they did do maple yeah. leaf one. They did a oh. uh, Captain Canada and a Captain America one. So yeah, that is. But that but the is. question is that so if they're just going to match up our mini holidays, whether that's Christmas or Halloween, I mean, are they just there's nothing until Halloween? Because that does it I, sounds like there's going to be more regular little events, but I don't no, know exactly I, what they're referring to. No, I I read that I read that to to mean that the next thing that we'll see is Halloween, maybe and you know and maybe they'll rotate through the. Uh, so up here are these game modes maybe they'll run they'll rotate the content in game modes um but then the holiday events will just show up at at Christmas and and um Halloween yeah that's so, that's how i read it it that so the but, content but it's like it's like we said at the onset though Steve it's that it's that 1. 1.1.0 is now in stasis mode um life support call it what you want it's it's going to be a trickle of stuff you can come in and you can work on um, Champion of Tarsus. You can come in and do your cataclysms when they show up if you if you want to do that. But but I think but I think like like unfortunately what we what we are all thinking in our heads is true is that is that 1.0 is is what we're going to get what we have now and what we have experienced is it. There's going to be yeah. nothing new. There's going to be nothing. Um, and I don't want to say nothing spectacular because we, we, we've praised the game for looking the way it does and the, the holidays look the way they do and they're cool and, you know, they, they draw you in when they show up. But, but unfortunately, like they said, 2.0 is, is what they're working on. Their heads are down. Their mouths are quiet. We're, what we have is it. I, so those who are planning on 
on playing until 2.0. Don't don't get excited for anything else to show up that's new. You've played all the content before. Just get ready to play it on a rotation, and 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 that's what they've given us, and that's what they've that's what they've told us, and that's again that's what it is. Yep. So the content and game modes that will be cycling in and out. Um, so we'll have the Cataclysm Conjunction. We'll have the Cataclysm Nexus. Season of Skulls, Season of Skull Nexus, Ice Tide Time Trials, Ice Tide Weekly Strongholds, and then the Legendary Crafting. So that'll be the um, the Tomb of the Legionnaires. So. And then also, yep. let's see, then they'll have rotating weekly gameplay modes with the Sunken Cell, the Heart of Rage, the Tyrant Mine, and the Temple of Scar, and then the Cataclysm coming in and out. And then the Inversions will be rotating in and out. Um, They'll mix those up. Hopefully, they'll have a bigger variety of what comes in and what comes out of there. So, you'll be able to earn a coin. You'll be able to earn crystals. You'll be able to spend that um, at any time. And then, and they did say that they're going to talk more about the little holidays because they say that holiday events will run from one week to like four weeks at the max. So, I don't know if they'll just be like moving those in a different... To me, it sounds like there's going to be different cadence other than Halloween and, and Christmas, but we won't know anything until they talk about that. And then they also <laughs> talked... Until they do it. We won't know anything until, until they, they do it. Yeah, because there's it's, no, it's, it's no show, don't tell. It. So it's show, don't yeah, tell. Yeah, but and... I, I don't think they want to commit to anything particular now. And then if like they're ahead of schedule or something like that, and they can do a little tiny thing, you know, just like update yep. the world the world state and just add something, you know, add some things here. And there. So basically, like, if you take Ice Tide and instead of having all the um, wreaths out, you can put something else there. You know, I, I don't know how those things work. I'm not a developer. But... Right. If it's something they could throw in at low, um, you know, time investment, then I'm sure that's something they would like to do just to appease the fans as as time goes on. Yep. So, and then they have a bunch of bug fixes. So, um, at, not I was gonna let's see what's the word I'm looking for. So we're not gonna cover all the bug fixes. I know that we might get yelled at for not covering all the bug fix, fixes and improvements, um, but I guess it doesn't. I don't know if I care that there's been bug fixes if there's nothing to play with the I new mean, fixes. They're, they're still working on the game, right? Trying to improve it, which is good. But like, they've already told us the majority of their focus. The team is moving over to 2.0 and going to really focus on that. And so I don't know how many people are actually working on it to get us from where we are now to 2.0 um, for minor updates and those kind of things. Maybe they have, I don't know, skeleton crew of four or five people working on it still or i don't know i'm not or sure it could be like diablo 3 where there's only one guy who puts out the seasonal content that makes all <laughs> the stuff per season um, and everybody else is working on diablo 4 who so knows? so lupo with all this news what does it do for your monday dedicated anthem stream i mean does this change that up at all or are you still on the grind for champion of tarsus i mean does this have any um, effect I, on I, that? it's really definitely I, like I, if i was say that it didn't I'd be lying. You know, it's, it's something that I talked about a lot. Like even on the road to launch, you know, there was a long lull of nothing, you know, even, mm -hmm. even like, so, you, you know, you have launch, you have, you know, you're starting, you're starting a show or whatever like that. And you, you have a lot of excitement doing that. But when you don't hear a lot of things, you start getting like, you know, what am I going to do? You know, I, I have to produce something. Um, so is it gonna is it gonna last? Like I think I'm gonna take this week off. Like it, I did so much anthem for the last several weeks, doing all Ice Tide and Season of Skulls was like not too far before that, you know. So it's been a lot of content, you know, 
pretty much the same content week over week. So uh, taking the break now is going to be a good thing. But jumping back in to work on, like you said, those long-term um, those long-term goals that uh, are really, really tough. Like uh, 150,000 points for, for Champion of Tarsus is unbelievable. Um, but it, it really depends. Like if, if people like don't, don't care, don't want to talk about it, then, then I, you got to move on. Like content needs to be created, you know, and if there's nobody consuming, then it's not worth creating at that point. So, um, pensive optimism, you know? Yeah. And (laughs) I like that. And I'm, and I'm glad because I've been pretty down on, on everything that's been announced over the last couple of weeks. So it's good to have some optimism. Mike tries to keep me, uh, Keep me pretty positive, but sometimes I just, it's hard. Mike, you finished your Ice Tide progress? Were you able to finish that um, before so, the reset? So right before right before they announced that they were giving us four weeks. So let's let's just the time. <laughs> Four-week extension. Uh, so, so right before they gave us a four-week extension, I was on pace to finishing, I think, the day before. Um, the day before it was supposed to end. I did all the math, had to do X amount of cataclysm, X amount of strongholds a day, X amount of um, coolant harvests a day. So I was close. And then they gave us four extra weeks. And I was like, oh, so that's so cool, I guess. You to it do bugged like me. 0.07 strongholds per day. I did. I did. And it, and it bugged me because, you know, hey, we're none of you finished this race or not, not a lot of you finished this race. So we're going to move the finish line back. So everybody can finish like that. You're, that kind of, you were the kid um, in school that finished his report on time. And then the teacher's like, then, all right, you have, every, there's an extension for everybody. And you're like, I finished it a yeah. week ago. Yeah. It should just mean you have more free time. Right? I you was, I was actually, I was actually 20 trials away from doing tip of the iceberg three. Seriously. Oh. By, by, before the, the trials, the trials were were miserable. Like I just didn't enjoy them. That wasn't something that I enjoyed. But everything else, I did. Nice, nice. Um, so so we got the extension. Um, and then Steve went on vacation. He was my stronghold buddy, and so there was a week where I did absolutely nothing. And then Steve came back, and he was done with Anthem by that time. And I was like, okay, I I know that I need to jump in. I know that I need to finish this. But it looked like I wasn't going to get it done. Um, but then, but then I, I got in, I got it done, ran my last five strongholds. The thing that that got stuck for me was collecting the uh, the notes um, because they only collect, they only counted the gold notes, and and it felt like to me because I tracked it for a while that they only collected the notes that I personally got. Really? It didn't yeah. feel like they were collecting <clears throat> it didn't feel like they were collecting the ones that the team got, if that mm. makes sense. I think it was purples too. Gold yeah. and purples. It was oh, the same purple. issue in the cataclysm when they were uh what were when you had to collect uh shoot, what was it? But like if people would go in and they would collect them before you, you wouldn't you wouldn't get them. You wouldn't get that yeah. progress. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, so if like the group split off and you weren't in the room. Yeah. 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 So I ended up having to do a few more strongholds. Um, above the above the uh, twenty or or thirty that needed to be done, because I had to collect more notes, which wasn't bad. It was Heart of Rage, and if you do the uh, the matching puzzle, it gives you four there. And there's actually quite a few in the Heart of Rage if you if you speed off and are kind of a jerk to the rest of your fire team and just get them without kind of waiting for them. Well, unfortunately, um, which that, I did. 
it encourages Which that I did, type of because I wanted to get it done right. I well, wanted right, to it get it done. It encourages that type of behavior because exactly. So it's kind of if uh, it doesn't yeah, apply yeah. to the team, if it doesn't apply to the team, then yeah. So I went through, did that. That was fine. I uh, got Tip of the Iceberg 2, got got the four armor sets, which they're cool. I mean, they're not they're not terrible looking, right? They all they all mimic, you know, um, the the yeah, ice planet Hoth, you know. So I yeah. felt like the ranger could be could be on Hoth wearing that stuff, and so it was something. So it was something that I could put on put on my javelin and do. Um, didn't really have any desire to try to go for tip the iceberg three because because i think the numbers and i think this when we talk about champion of tarsus the numbers are just too high and if you do the math it means you're replaying this content 30 40 50 80 100 times and you get to the point where you're like like seriously that's that's what you want me to do with my time i would rather them make the challenges harder versus versus longer you know don't don't have me just do 700 trials to get to the iceberg to to the iceberg three because that's not fun have me do something in there that at least is gonna take some um requires me to actually pay attention while i'm doing it because when you're yeah. doing the trials <clears throat> you just you put yourself on cruise control you know you, you hand the controller to your to your 10 year old son and say all right complete these <laughs> that's you know, how you did it that's i definitely do these for I, me so i and farm then, those out i taught my 10 year old how to do the uh how to do the uh coolant harvest and and he finished <laughs> last seven for me um he did the trials for me i taught him the uh the melee boost and i'm like just do this go through you have to do two of them a day buddy i i was i was super close to teaching him how to do the strongholds so I mean, you might as well at that point. Farming. I mean, why not? I should have. So, and and that's it, one it of the things. So long. Yeah, and that's one of the things that Casey addressed in his blog post, talking about progression, end game loop, and and that type of stuff. Hopefully, they're paying attention because you're right. Like, if I mean the the nice the nice thing is everyone can do it if they put in the time. Because I mean, you could throw all of these on easy and just do it. But if if that's right. the way to do that, then like we say before, if everyone's special, then no one is. Like I mean, exactly. th- there is a reason why hard raid, hard mode raids in Destiny were like, hey, you get in there, you do it, you put in the time, you get good, and you get the rewards. Right? There's a reason there's a right. draw to that type of content because if anyone could get it, then who cares? Like, yeah. I yeah. spent, you know, seven hundred. I spent eighty hours doing this on easy, and I have the same armor also that you split have. People, right? So they all, they I also play some raids with people. <laughs> yeah, it's like other other games use like really dramatic, um, descriptive words to like make their uh, end game kind of seem harder. Like Final Fantasy fourteen, their their raids like the harder version called Savage. Like that just yeah. that's intimidating. You know, like Destiny's heroic, you know, heroic difficulty level things. And, you know, Anthem is just like, are you going to do this on a little bit harder? Like Grandmaster was intimidating at first. And then once you get through it a bunch of times, it's it doesn't feel that way anymore. And yeah. like, don't get me wrong. They did like extend the gaps between the, you know, one, two and three. But even, even that, like, I, I would think that you just, you know, that's a whole that's a whole different yeah, conversation. Because but. all rewards were equal on GM three or easy. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the difference between that and, you know, those other games. Your tier sets are 
you achieve them at higher things. So, Mike, I'm glad that you got it. Devin, I know that you were like, nope, not going to do it, not interested. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I played I played during Ice Tide. The funniest thing for me about Ice Tide is really the media outlets and them freaking out because the Christmas lights were still up uh, in Anthem. And they're like, oh, the Christmas decorations are still up. And it's like, it's in the Ice Tide event, idiots. <laughs> and it's like it's a winter event there's a reason the decorations are still up it's not because they were too lazy to take them down it's part of the winter event but none of, I mean so many of the big outlets would report on it like there was an article just yesterday they're like oh Anthem finally took down their winter their Christmas decorations it's like ah uh, and, and are, <laughs> are you surprised by this or just more frustrated that yeah it's just frustrating at their sheer stupidity obviously that they haven't even played or even know why the decorations are still there. And that's what counts for media. I mean, it's just, just, it's the same thing as mainstream media reporting anything nowadays. Anyways, they don't care whether it's factual or not. They're just looking for a click. So, well, and they're looking to be first. It doesn't have to be true. Just, just let us be the first ones to say it. It's frustrating, but I mean, I, the stuff that I played, it was fun. I wasn't like concerned about completing any of the objectives, I played each, um, you know, stronghold with their little bit of changes that they had in there, and uh, did some of the time trials, you know, once or twice, and you know, I played occasionally with people, and that was about it. You know, the content just wasn't enough for me to spend the time to to really work towards it. So, so when you say wasn't enough, like, like, what do you mean? There just wasn't enough new content. There's just rehashed same content that that doesn't i mean it doesn't it, it's uh, the same stronghold we've been doesn't pay out for me yeah. when it's, it's, the same when str- it's the same stuff it's the same strongholds we've been playing since day one of the game right so i mean if there's i mean there's a little bit things different in there but again it's i mean and this is all feedback that we gave them during cataclysm it's feedback that we gave them during season of skulls it's feedback that we put in during ice tide and unfortunately, they weren't able to act on it because they were working on 2.0. But, you know, I mean, at some point, if your feedback, if you give feedback and nothing happens, I mean, because, I mean, they've done bug fixes. They've done a lot of that stuff. They did some balance updates to weapons. But, I mean, a lot of the times it just felt like the main feedback that everyone had, which was revolved around end game progression and loot. I mean, they couldn't do anything about that stuff. But that's the main thing that needed to be worked on and they just couldn't do it. That's, and that what, that's just, what people wanted. Right. And that just kind of gets frustrating. Cause you're like, you know, we're telling you, but you know, sometimes it feels like you're just yelling at a wall because they're on the other side working and you know, it's just, it's a weird situation. But anyway, that is our Anthem update. Um, we will, if there's more news to talk about Anthem in the coming future, we will cover it. If not, we will cover other games that we're excited about playing. And first thing I want to talk about is Wilson. Cause Lupo, I noticed that you, are playing Wilson also, and I know you, you you seem to play like every action RPG you can get your hands on. Is that just yeah. is that a is that a genre that like you grew up just <laughs> clicking and looting? No, like I, I mean, not even really. I I got interested in Diablo a few years ago. Like I didn't even play Diablo two, Diablo one, Diablo three is like really my first entry into ARPGs as they are now. Um, I enjoyed it, but I think what really drives me to play a lot of games now is just the social aspect of it. And playing Diablo 
for somebody who doesn't play Diablo, playing with friends is is a lot of fun because you're just constantly like going in and just doing silly stuff. Um, mm. But I I did play I did play a lot of um, Path of Exile for this most recent season. Um, and then Wilson, I saw somebody playing it a few months ago, and I added to my Steam. And then all of a sudden, they're like, "All right, we're getting ready for for launch," and it became like this big thing that a lot of people were were very interested in because the game looks incredible. Like, uh, yeah. it's built with CryEngine, which basically looking game. Yeah. Basically, CryEngine will melt PCs as we know them. <laughs> if you let them, if you let, I mean, Crisis One came out what 11 years ago and it still uses a benchmarking tool yeah like that's just how powerful uh CryEngine is as as bad as the studio may be um for their you know bad business tactics i, I you know they've had some issues with employees and stuff like that but that's beyond the point but uh Wilson is a very good looking game i literally played it for the first time today and uh because i've i've seen a lot of other people play it um, has spent a lot of time invested in Destiny Anthem. Uh, been playing a lot of Elder Scrolls lately. Um, dipping back into Borderlands, I was like, you know what? I can't pay full price for a game right now and commit to another game. Like it's just, I just have too much on my plate right now. And then once I finish up with Ice Tide, finish up with Destiny seasonal content, I was like, you know what? I've got something. I, I need something to do for two weeks. So <laughs> here we here we are. Uh, you, you know, two weeks later, trying to not do it and then i was like you know what just just do it today. and it was so much fun so i so, i've it's 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 the most fun arpg to me oh so what what is it what what makes it more fun than because i know you you played a lot of path so what makes it what makes it stand out from path it's got guns okay <laughs> that works. So has guns. It also you have to get rid of uh, the more you progress in the game, the more you understand that it, it gets rid of the traditional ARPG roles because you can you know mix multiple roles at the same time. You know, you can do melee and you know wizard build at the same time. You can do yep. uh long distance, you know, you can do all and doesn't all punish you for it. No, it doesn't punish you for it. And so that for me is like the the biggest challenge because I usually play a melee character. And so I'm, I'm still I'm rolling two characters actually right now where I'm, I'm mixing a mage with melee and then I'm just doing a straight mage or a straight melee, and which I really enjoy and and it's been fun chasing the power levels and stuff like that. Um, I'm on chapter I'm only on chapter three, but uh, I've been having a great time, you know, um, just exploring and I really like how the skill tree you can move it around so you don't you're not stuck in. That was one thing I didn't like about Path of Exile. There's a ton of stuff to choose. But you have to know the right build or this direction or that direction. And it's just fun for me to be able to play and be like, well, I like that skill over here, but let's see how I can get to there in the, in the least amount of levels. And, and yep. uh, I've been having a good time. So, so I, Steven, put, um, I put six hours into the game and I like, I, I think the aesthetic of the game is super cool. Like I love the 40 K like, you know, Warhammer looked where you've got, you know, giant skulls, spikes on everything, like looking at the armies as you're walking past them in the first tutorial part. It's just like super cool set pieces in the game. But once I get down to like start playing the game, it just feels like there's a lot of polish that the game still needs. A lot of things that sure. it's lacking. Yeah. Like I, I get super frustrated because I can't click on the stupid bats or the stupid rats <laughs> to attack them because I mean, they're it's a bug. so dang you small. Know. And... So there, it's little things like that that like keep me from enjoying the game as much as I want to, because it, I mean, it always feels like okay, like this is a really good action RPG, 
but it doesn't really set itself apart for me apart from you know like okay like this this feels really good and it's fun but in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, I could just be playing Diablo 3, you know, a game that I really, really love. Well, I think I mean, it's because you haven't put enough time into it to <clears throat> see the levels right. and, and, and the different abilities that you can mix and match. And, and, I, really def- yeah. and, I, and I will definitely go in and put more time in it. But with for my six hours, that that's just a feeling. That's my initial impression, right? That it's mm-hmm. like, it's good, but it, I don't know what sets Wolson apart from Diablo, from Path, other than guns. But I mean, crossbows are guns, right? The like Demon Hunter in Diablo has guns, essentially. But mm-hmm. it's I, I'm waiting for that moment to be like, okay, this is why Wolson is above these other games in this aspect. Um, otherwise, yeah. I could just go play Diablo three. Um, so, so I'm not quite there yet. Like, I want to be yeah. there because I think it's cool. I think like. In the first part where you turn into this giant angel thing, I think that's like mm-hmm. super cool. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm all about. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, but that was six hours ago, and that hasn't happened again yet. So I'm like, okay, that was cool you, then. You I want to be cool again. Yeah, I don't want to spoil when you get to it. It's part of the story, obviously. But you definitely get to it. And, uh, you know, I think uh, – because I haven't got to the end game yet, but there is um, – there's a lot that they can definitely do. I think for me, the the reason why it's also more enjoyable is because I'm looking at it as, you know, like Looper said, this isn't a full price game. It's thirty dollars, and there's $40. also only thirty. Well, it was thirty dollars when I bought it, and then uh, because people who didn't buy it right away, they upped the price. So those tricky um, sons of yeah. So I got <laughs> it for thirty dollars, um, and there's only thirteen people at the studio making this, and they have an update almost. Uh, like they had server issues in the beginning for the first couple of days, but they've they've gotten that taken care of. But um, you know they they have an update almost every day. They're very active with the community, both on Steam, Twitter, and their Discord. Um, you know they answer questions all the time. They're very vocal, and they they want to improve it. They know there's a lot of things they need to improve. But so for me, I kind of look at it with that uh, those rose tinted glasses of. Okay, it was only a half price game, and there's only 13 people making this game. There's a lot of great promise in this game, and I see them working towards that on a regular basis. Uh, every time they do an update, they give a really long list of, okay, here's all the things that we updated. Here's what we're working on. Here's what we're seeing. Uh, are you guys having any other issues? Let us know. Tell us, and, and they're working on it. And so I think for me, it's, it's enjoyable to play. Um, I also, like the story is not too, too you know, it's, it's not. That's not why I'm playing the game. Yeah, it's, it's an ARPG story, right? So I mean, yeah. that's the same for Diablo. I was like, I didn't really in Diablo. I just enjoyed playing the game, and I enjoyed playing it with uh, my friends. And, uh, and to be fair, Diablo three. No, and, and to be fair, Diablo three <laughs> hardly has a story, right? I mean, that's not why we play yeah. Diablo three either. I mean, that story's no. And so, I mean, it's it's enjoyable to play, and they're definitely working on it. I think obviously wants to get more polish in. There's kind of a part of me where the thinks they needed some money, and so they they because it it's been in uh, early access, early access. For, a while. for like four so years, years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they needed probably a little cash influx to keep going. Is my guess, and so then they they went live. But um, for the money that I've spent, the time I put into it, I've been having a great time, and you know, uh, I'm more than happy to keep playing it and. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't really do too bad on my computer, even on my new streaming computer that I only spend $700 on. I can get it at over 100 frames per second on 1080p. So CryEngine, uh, you know, it looks amazing. 
runs great. Uh, JD, when he hears this, who I don't know how much money he spent on his computer. <laughs> Are you are you like are you underhandedly telling him that are you telling him that he should have listened to you? I'm just saying he should have. I mean, I did an all AMD build uh, for 700 bucks and it works amazing, and uh, I've had zero issues. So I I'll I'll give the I'll give the game six more hours. I think 12 hours is a good enough time to know if you're going to like something or not, right? So I'll give it another six, and then we'll go from there. Mike, is this something that? Even remotely interests you another action RPG, or you're like, eh, whatever. Why uh, doesn't play video games? I, uh, uh, if you didn't catch that, it was. Uh, you it's know, not FIFA, and it's not Forza. So the game Devin, has to start with the Devin, death, I have never played FIFA. That's not play FIFA. I don't play it as much as you think I play it. All right. So I mean, you sure talked thing. about it for a lot last year. Uh, as that was like your go-to game, yeah. No, it wasn't. You yeah. talked about it multiple times. Drinking again. You got to lay off the yeah. sauce, man. Lay this off the sauce. Just put the, bottle, just put the bottle down. So um, I just haven't picked it up. Like Steve said, get it. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll put it to the thing. We can play it as a as a team kind of thing. We can have some stuff to talk about. I just haven't yet. Again, I mean, not that not that I let it become an excuse, but... The excuses is is I've got kids, and so I know that I know that I'm not unique in that situation. We all do here, but it's just tough for me. It's just in my situation, it's tough to find it's tough this, to find time to play. So this would be the perfect like, game for your kids to farm for you, man. Like go over here, hold down these buttons, yeah, farm the, it. The demon, the demon nightmare game. Yeah, I should let them. Yep. <laughs> man, you get rid of those nightmares. They'll be throwing up the the, the horns, yeah. and then yeah. they wake up at three o'clock saying they've got glowing bugs on the wall. <laughs> it's not a glowing bug; it's it a quest a lot item. Of sense. All right, so Devin, <laughs> Xbox <laughs> news. I know this is like you're Xbox ambassador over here, like team leader of Xbox sure, team. I am a platinum Xbox ambassador. It is very true. Um, one of those yeah. Xbox so they, they had some great uh, Xbox Series X news. You know, they finally uh, shut up all those people on those great forums that like to talk about oh, you I know, don't the think console that's true. wars. I mean, well, they didn't I shut don't them think up, those but people they are shut up at all. Shut up part of the conversation where they're like, no, it's not 12 teraflops, blah, blah, blah. But uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, so it is uh, on the – on paper, it's the same – GPU power level of a 2080 Super, right? A SOC 2080 Super uh, in this console. And, um, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. But they confirmed it's, it's uh, next-gen, so our, our DNA 2, right? So it's not it's not Navi Lite or Navi as they have right now. So it's uh, 7 nanometer EUV. It's their next version of stuff that's coming out. So uh, the big thing people are talking about is – PlayStation's rumored to be using the first gen of Navi, and Xbox is using the bleeding edge technology that's coming out this year for the new AMD cards. So it'll be interesting to see. I know my uh, Xbox friends are really excited about it. It's got the uh, solid state drive in there. Um, they have a lot of technology in there. They're DirectX ray, ray tracing. I mean, even if you're using NVIDIA cards, they're using the DirectX ray tracing. That's what creates the ray tracing. You know, it's not something that NVIDIA came up with. It's Microsoft's uh, software for that. So uh, I think it'll really be interesting to see because both next-gen consoles are doing ray tracing. And, uh, you know, it's rumored to be a lot of cores on the, on this next Xbox. 
still rumors. Sony hasn't really put a lot of information out there, but uh, current rumors keep it at like 9.2 teraflops versus 12. So, um, I don't know. It's interesting. People talk a lot on the forums. We'll see see how it actually goes. So, a 2080 Super is $700. Is that right? If I am mistaken. Nope. It's about $700 on Best Buy for a 2080 Super. So, what do you think price yeah. point wise for this thing? I mean, there's no way they can go more than $500, right? Unless, yeah, unless so... this is like, hey, this is the premium. This is $600 and you can buy the regular xbox series x maverick or whatever it's called yeah what the other rumors are is the uh, the other one that's supposed to be basically replacing the xbox uh one x it's it's supposed to be uh you know whatever they call it the lockhart or whatever yeah that's the 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 cheaper version right so rumors have the basic strategy that microsoft is doing is they're building the premium device which is the xbox series x and then they're also building a uh cheaper console you know that is that's going to undercut the price of Sony's console. So whether Sony comes in at four hundred dollars or five hundred dollars, I mean I don't think they're going to try and sell the Series X at six hundred dollars. But um, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of technology in there, and if it really is, you know the. Uh, I mean they have new technology, so that also costs money. But I don't know. They're also using it in their servers, so maybe they were able to negotiate more of a deal because they're using it in more than just their xbox but yeah it, it'll be interesting like the price so. wars this go around will be will be pretty interesting because i think they're all waiting to who's going to announce first because i don't think microsoft wants yeah, to I be mean, in that position ever again yeah not for the price of microsoft has continually been announcing more and more information about their xbox and um i think they're just know, like so. poking sony to be like hey we're going to keep talking about it are you going to say anything because Sony's yeah, just no, like, yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it whenever <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. For a long time, it was going back and forth. Who's more powerful? And then one side says power. When you don't have power, power is not important. And then when you do have power, you know. Power is the only thing. Yeah. yeah I mean, so it, it's it's just people arguing over plastic. And I was I used to be a big part of that. <clears throat> you know, um, if I had time, I would love to have a PlayStation. But. I, I just don't have time to play other exclusive can, can games. We, can you can we see your console war scars of 2013, like in all the battles that you were in, like the calluses from the keyboard war you were? Lupo, I have a I have a dumb question for you. When we sure. talk about power in consoles, mm-hmm. like everyone's like ours is the most powerful, ours is the most powerful. But the majority of games that people are playing, like Fortnite, Minecraft, they don't require that amount of power. So why do we battle over power all the time? If the well, most I mean, Fortnite's a unique like... situation because, like Fortnite, um, they're using a lot of like their own proprietary tech to make sure that game runs absolutely smooth wherever you play it. Um, I've seen Xbox Fortnite look better than PC Fortnite, depending on how people have their settings done. But, um. I play a lot of Destiny. Destiny is re- literally pushing the fold of where consoles can go right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and playing on a console is absolutely horrendous. I have the Xbox One X. Uh, yeah. I have the Xbox One X. And it's it is, it's a terrible experience when you're getting things... too many things. If, if there's too many things on the screen, the game is dropping to 15 frames. And that's but just that's just unplayable. <laughs> loading into no, the you, you, need, you need an SSD. You, you, can't play, you can't play on console without an SSD. I don't know how people do. I mean, I, that's what I played on like two week, two or three weekends ago when I was playing with my friends. And I was like, 
All right, you call me when it's loaded. But I think that's another great thing that consoles are finally going to be kind of up on PCs. I mean, yes, you can have SSDs and PCs. You can have that for a long time. But now that's, you know, whereas consoles used to be holding PCs back. Now, in that respect, PCs are going to be holding consoles back. And same with this current gen of consoles. They're going to hold games back for a couple of years until a solid state drive becomes a requirement for the game, you know, even on PC. If they're if they're still making games and they're like, oh, well, you have a regular hard drive, so we can't load the stuff as fast. Or they have to make, you know, uh, two different versions of that game, one that's going to take advantage of your solid state drive and one that's not. Or they can do the Star Citizen where it's like you pretty much can't play this game without a solid state drive, so... Or you well, there was yeah. actually there was a lot of conversation I saw over the last couple of days about how um, PlayStation technology will now utilize certain aspects. Like you can pick and choose what loads or what doesn't load, and I think that's just inefficient. Um, yeah. You know, having the entire thing on your SSD because most recent reports said that um, PlayStation Five is only going to be five hundred gigs, and I mean, like yeah. that's how they're cutting costs. The average game now is a hundred gigs. Yeah, mm-hmm. Call of Duty like, is downloading like 80 gigs like every time they do a patch update. Red Dead Redemption 2 is 100 and, 105 gigs or something like that. Yeah, like all of my all of my destiny, all of my destiny stuff is like over 100 gigs, 120 gigs if you if mm-hmm. you count all the expansions and stuff. It's incredible how much space a game takes up now. And to say you're going to have a 500 gig hard drive on or you know storage on on a console is not going to work. Yeah, well, they. Had, I mean, they had a report of the the they're having issues with the cost of their parts, right? And it was like adding up to be like four hundred and fifty dollars just for the parts. You know, that doesn't include shipping or the the box. You know, manufacturing all, all that stuff. And and so, um, whereas like with the PlayStation Four, they sold it for four hundred dollars, and their their cost to build it was like three eighty nine or something like that. You know, so they still had money in there. You know, so they weren't losing a lot, but. It's definitely going to be tricky. I mean, because solid state drives aren't cheap, and like they're doing a supposedly doing a really proprietary solid state drive, which then makes you know external hard drives obsolete because either that or it's like okay, we're gonna have to transfer this back and forth all the time between your internal solid state drive and your external regular hard drive, and that's not going to be fun. I mean, Xbox has similar technology. It's in it's currently out there already for both the playstation and xbox where you can just download the multiplayer or you can download the campaign which one you want to download and install first you know so it'll it'll be interesting i you know i think anything smaller than one terabyte is just you know a nightmare situation and uh yeah but then you talk about it's a cost thing but yeah then you talk about solid state terabyte terabyte drives and that's not cheap you know that's and yeah. well i mean if you order millions of them it's yeah, I, I, I yeah. Guess yeah that's true i guess it's that's buying true. power and, I, and part, I, I cannot order chip. millions yeah but like exactly we're, i was talking about epic games before and like the epic game store is is is, is as successful as it is and people are switching over because they are ga- gaining so much back um by by having that partnership so they're getting um free development tools by putting their games on there and bigger cuts um of the game share that's being sold. So Microsoft is doing the same. It has to be doing the same thing to be able to cut costs on on the Series X. 
buying more and offering you know services because i'm sure they're using microsoft services to run whatever it is they're they're trying to do you know windows so they don't ever have to pay for amd never has to pay for a license to use windows that's how those types of partnerships work i mean they've they've talked if you just look at how they talk about their partnerships and what they say the words you know the ceo from amd says like you know their deep partnership with microsoft versus you know we worked with sony to build this stuff i mean there's obviously a difference in buying power for a company like Sony versus a company like Microsoft with everything that they can add into the deal, you know? Um, so I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, Sony's not going to E3 again. So when they'll announce it, we don't know, you know, when they're going to show off the box. Uh, you know, it is, it it's definitely going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a lot different than last gen. I mean, Microsoft stumbled out the gate and I think Sony right now is being mum on everything and you know well, right and- now it's about what kind of games you're making and Microsoft has bought a whole bunch of studios and they have more studios that they're supposedly buying so and and it's really about if your if your factories are even running because of the coronavirus yeah. that you know it shut that's down it. most that's of China right, so I mean does the, I mean potentially that that does have the potential to push this generation from this holiday into next year um, depending yeah. on what happens with the coronavirus. And it's, I mean, that, that could also affect if there even is an E3 at all this year. I mean, a lot of people are pulling out of GDC right now, like tons of companies didn't even show up to PAX and that's happening right now. I mean, so there's, you know, there's another wrench to throw in there. And I don't want to call it a wrench and like, you know, downplay the effect that the coronavirus is having on on the world. But I mean, it's just one of those things that's going to happen. And you know what? Wash your hands, you know, every... Wash your hands. It's very important to wash your hands. So, I mean, hopefully, hopefully we get the coronavirus thing under control. I just don't want to downplay and be like, "Hey, video games is coronavirus is affecting our video games." How dare it when people are you know actually dying? So how dare it? I don't want to sound like that. So you know, even Phil Phil Spencer came out a few weeks ago and said that Microsoft's biggest competition is Amazon and Google. Now it's not it's not Sony because because they're they're selling the ecosystem. They're not selling the console. Yeah, and Sony Sony doesn't have Sony doesn't have a leg in that race at all. No, I mean, well, and they also switched over to using Azure servers. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they, I mean, these three companies, you know, Google, Amazon, and Microsoft have invested billions upon billions into this cloud e- ecosystem and infrastructure, and so uh, that really is the competition. They're not saying that they don't, they're not discounting Sony and everything that they're doing and what they can bring to that, but. They're just looking on a different scale and a different uh, magnitude of we're not worried about selling you the box because, you know, you people can play that anywhere. You, you can just play the, you know, play your games on a PC. Yep. And then you can also play it on your phone. You can play it on a tablet, um, you know. And so, I mean, obviously those things are improving and, and that's another way because they can, they understand that reaching 2 billion people, whether it's on their phone, tablet, computer, or the small, you know, maybe 200 million people that buy consoles. Um, you know, that's a whole different ball game right there. You know, 200 million versus 2 billion is uh, just a, a ridiculous change in reach and scope. So, And, and we also right. have to, you know, we can't count out Sony yet because the, uh, the sure power of their first party titles have won them this generation for the last seven years, right? And the mm-hmm. amount of PlayStations that they have in the wild, I mean, that's that's huge, and that's ground that Microsoft yeah. is either, and, and maybe, and like and like you said, Phil has been like 
you know, we don't care that much because, hey, if you can play Halo on a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation 5, then we win also, right? I mean, if they're selling yeah. units, then does it really matter if it's on the PlayStation? No. If more people are playing it, then who cares? Because then you're in your ecosystem. I mean, it's the Netflixification of this. But and, and I it's think, not that Sony would ever allow that currently. I, mean, I, I, I don't know why they wouldn't. If Sony's like... If, if Sony's like, hey, you know, we're still going to get money from this and, you know, people want to play Halo. I like, I mean, we, we're seeing things like the rumors of Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC, you know, Death Stranding came to PC. I think they're starting to make moves. Um, they just might be a little bit slower and a little bit less vocal than Microsoft is because Microsoft has a lot of goodwill to make up. And, you know, Microsoft yeah. has the right person in charge right now. Like, I think everyone in the industry loves Phil Spencer. So, I mean, he's the right guy to lead people into into the future, I think. Whether that's, be, whether that's on a console or whether that's you're signed up as your gamer tag and that's all that really matters in the future, I think it'll be really interesting. So... Oh, oh, one thing I wanted to talk about, the smart delivery that they're all talking about here. It says the technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that whether you're playing on the, X1, on the Xbox One or the Xbox Series X, you're getting the right version of that game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. We're making the commitment to use smart delivery on all of our exclusive Xbox Game Studio titles, including, including Halo Infinite, ensuring you only have to purchase a title once in order to play the best available version for whichever Xbox console you chose to play with. The technology is available for all developers and publishers, and they can choose to use it for titles that will be released on Xbox One first and come to the Xbox Series X later. So CD Projekt Red came out and said, hey, Cyberpunk is going to utilize this. If you want to buy Cyberpunk and play it on the Xbox One X, and then whenever you know it, you get an Xbox Series X, you'll be able to upgrade that for free. So this is something that we kind of talked about them doing with Anthem when Anthem goes through their 2.0 release, whatever that looks like. If you purchased Anthem previously, you might just automatically get the upgrade for the Series X if they decide to do that. But I think this is something that, that finally well, I won't I have think... to buy the game again, like yeah. you know Nintendo no, style. So I... The good thing is it, it told us two things. One, right? So you can have the, the upgrade. But it also said that, you know, CD Projekt Red basically confirmed that when they do the upgrade or update for the Xbox One X. So, you know, they're kind of semi-confirmed that they're going to take advantage of the uh, Xbox Series X, you know. So um, I think that's going to be pretty good, you know. Uh, obviously, they have a publishing license or you know relationship right now with Microsoft. They're I'm guessing they have the all the marketing rights, so they're going to come out and do those kind of things. And Microsoft will probably give them a little more money or whatever. But uh, I mean, the big thing around that is if if Sony doesn't do that, they're like, oh well, now Sony has to do that for this huge game because if they don't, you know, then then what? So. But Sony could also say, well, it's up to CD Projekt Red. So if they're not doing it, that's their choice, you know, type of thing. But Yeah, I guess it's true. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure Sony will make the right choices. I have confidence in Sony. I know you hate them, Devin. I know you want them to all... I don't hate them. I want to play their, their exclusive games. Just I, I just don't want to buy another box. And Yeah, I mean, I would love to play Horizons on uh, my PC, you know. Yeah. Well, pretty soon you I'm not really concerned to. about playing Death Stranding. I mean, that comes out later this year, but that, like, eh, I don't really have time for a walking simulator. Um, but Let's go get on the treadmill. It's the same thing. People enjoyed it, and so that's cool. I mean, I I originally bought a PlayStation Four when it came out. I mean, I've owned every every console generation of a PlayStation. It's just not my main console, and 
I was just like, all right, I don't have time for it. The reason I sold my PlayStation 4 was because of their choice to not include the uh, Ultra High Def Blu-ray, right? So they still don't have that in the PlayStation 4. And so I swapped out so I could play my 4K videos and uh, everything on my TV. So (laughs) with an Xbox One S that has that, so... (laughs) All right, so real quick, we'll talk about this last thing since we're talking late and Lupo's probably ready to go to bed here or start streaming again. I'm not sure. So <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3, right? Um, Larian Studios, they're currently de- um, they developed Divinity yeah. Original Sin 2. Um, this is like your computer RPG as computer RPG gets. They Baldur's Gate was originally developed by, who was that, Bioware? Did Bioware do Baldur's Gate 1 or Baldur's Gate 2? I should find both. this out really quick. Did they do both of them? Lupo said both. All right, I'll trust Lupo. So they showed off today their first gameplay reveal and their opening mm-hmm. cinematic for Baldur's Gate 3. Lupo, so I don't know if you are a Baldur's Gate fan or a computer RPG fan. I know, you, I know you're into like the social aspect of games. So where, do, where does something like this fall on your radar? Is this like a must-play or <clears throat> there's not enough multiplayer in the world to get you to play this game? Um, it, it's, a, it's a tough call. Like... It doesn't look like the gameplay style that I would really be interested in. Um, I think I think it's the perfect time to release this game because of the popularity of D&D right now in general because of where Stranger Things brought it. Um, and, and I think they're, they're really trying to capitalize on, the, on that. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, it's just... You're, you're you're pulling on a lot of um you know on a lot of heartstrings and uh, nostalgia for a lot of people and it's just not there for me personally. So, and I, and I think this is interesting because I normally did not enjoy or even like I was never into this level of RPG until Devin and I were like, hey, let's play through Divinity Original Sin two as a co op game, and I think that's what really changed it for me. Because single player, it. <laughs> single player would be like you can feel like it's a slog, right? But for some reason, doing this in one hour chunks, being like, "Hey, we have to play it together. We can't play it separately." There's like the level of commitment and like investment, I guess, in the game that's really taken it mm-hmm. to a whole new level for me that I did not expect. And like seeing Baldur's Gate three release, you know, based on D and D five five e, and that's the edition that we've been playing our D and D campaign in. It's like, okay, this is like, like you said, this is the perfect time, and I cannot be more excited for Baldur's Gate 3. Like, I think it definitely takes my top spot of anything that I'm excited for right now. And and I don't know if it's like, I just, I just want to play the game. It's like, I want to get in there. I want to go through the story. <laughs> I want to figure out, like, what's going on. I mean, there's all the, all the classes in there. I just do. I just do. I want it now. I hope... I, Man, I hope I don't have to get like a Stadia account in order to play this game like first. If but we no, know it is honesty. no, we we know it is coming to early release, and and I'm excited for it. So Mike, Mike, you're committed to wake up with us at 4:30 in the morning to do a run through of this game, right? I mean, that's something that yeah. you're committed to do. I am so committed to that. I have never been more committed to anything in my life. Yeah, so Stephen and I, we wake up at 4 in the morning and we play from 4.30 to 5.30 of Divinity Original Sin 2. And we have been doing this, I think we're at uh, almost 60 hours now. So that's like 60 days. You know, we're hoping to finish the campaign by May. Um, We have to finish it before early release. Yeah, I mean, we have to finish it before early release. And uh, But it it is crazy because before last year, if you said said to me that you'd be enjoying a turn-based combat, 
uh, game, I would just laugh at you and call you stupid. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> because that to me was like the worst type of game in my life. And uh, I could not stand those type of games. But uh, we played Return Return of the King. And for it was the turn, king. turn base for the king. Return of the king, Lord of the Rings. Return of the king. Uh, what was that? No, uh, I was <laughs> like, that doesn't sound great. But we played for the king, and I had a really great time. And that's like actually completely changed my mind on turn based combat. And uh, it's really all about strategy, and it's really about, uh, especially in Divinity Original Sin, it's about quick save uh, all the time. That's and true. <laughs> okay, we have this up. Load the quick save, <laughs> and uh, uh, it was uh, a lot of fun, and it has been a lot of fun. It, it's definitely different, and uh, I'm I'm really excited. I I like the D and D aspects that they've put in there. Again, another thing that. I never really put a lot of time into, but now I'm playing multiple campaigns and have more on the horizon. And um, yeah, it, yeah, it, it I'm would for be it. A, it'd it's not be my a, top game, but I'm definitely excited for it. It'd be an interesting game to try and stream because it is very like slow and methodical, and there's not like, hey, there's a ton of action going on here. So, hmm. I mean, I mean, we, you could. You could ask the community, okay, what what do we want to do? No, you don't want the community to choose for you. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's how you would destroy everything. You would let the community choose. You should just be like, oh, you want me to kill this guy now or kill him later? Kill him now. For the first half of the game. Now we want you to be really good, stealth. Don't kill anybody. (laughs) Yeah, don't let the community decide. So, Luke, I think you should try this. I want to be a rogue or a thief uh, in Baldur's Gate 3 because. I find myself going around and looting everything and uh, picking locks and trying to take everything from everybody without them seeing me right now in Divinity Original Sin 2. And as a melee character, that is a little difficult. <laughs> it is super hard to do. And at least the the rules are at least clearly defined in Baldur's Gate 3 because we know the rules because we've been playing D&D. So anyway, I think that – I mean we're going to cover a lot of Baldur's Gate 3 just because we're really into it. We'll make some videos and stuff, but – you know, Lupo, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, it's a pleasure, man. Can you tell everyone where they can find you, when they can find you, and how to donate to you specifically? I mean, that's important, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I can be found regularly at uh, mixer.com forward slash Lupo to the rescue. Uh, that's actually on all platforms as well. So you can find me at uh, Twitch, Mixer, and uh, YouTube at that URL extension, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Um. And I mean, if you want to take donations, donate your time and hang out in the ch- in the chat. That that's that's my only recommendation, honestly. Time time is time is the most precious resource. It's one thing you can never get back. So it is very true. And there's a yeah. time is much more valuable to me. Well, cool. Until next time, We're... Lupo. Thanks for hanging out, Mike, Devin. I'll see you guys later. I don't know how to end the show anymore because we like changed up the whole show thing. So we're going until next time. There's but it's okay. A, we'll find it. There's a shaper we'll storm a way. way out there on the horizon. And we'll see you way in the Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work.